don't know me, my name is Ashley DeBerry, and I attend church here at the Palace of Praise. <laughs> and I'm also the director of curriculum and instruction at Donovan R1 School District. And I am so excited. Thank you. I'm so excited to see all of you here and even more excited for this time of year. Um, how many of you, like when you walk in Hobby Lobby, there are two types of people, right? So you see those people who, like when they see that they're putting the Christmas decorations out, like right now, and it's not Halloween, and it's not Thanksgiving, there's two types of people. There's one, they're super excited and pumped and they can't wait, and there's others who are like, are you kidding me? That's how I am with like school supplies. So like when you start seeing the school supply ads and they start bringing out the containers, I'm like, yes, school supplies. And other teachers are like, oh, school supplies. So it really applies to more areas than just seasons. So that's me. Um, I also talk with my hands a lot. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> to say that this has been a unique year, might be the understatement of the year, especially when it comes to education and schools. I mean, some of us haven't been in school for almost six months. Six months. Stop in the, yeah, see, there's the non-school supply people. That's the youth right there. Thanks, guys. Um, so if you think about it, normally you're in school for nine months out of the year, and then out of school for three months out of the year. So for this year, we've doubled the amount of time spent outside of school. That means different things to different people. And I really didn't stop and think about exactly how different that might be until I was sitting at a table that was full of other women from different areas of life, like they have different jobs or have different family setups or dynamics, and we were asked to share kind of what this season has meant for us or what it's been like or what our takeaway was. And so they start going around the table and some of them were like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that my kids haven't been in school. Legit, that was said. And I was like, what? Anyway, they're like, we've had so much time as a family that we don't normally get. Normally, half of my family has gone to school all day, and I don't get to spend that time with them, and I'm so thankful for that time. There are other people who are working moms who are working a little bit less than what they usually were. And they were so thankful for that time for the same reason. They were getting to spend more time with their families. Now, people did mention the fact that certain events had been postponed or canceled and the disappointment that comes to that. And then it was my turn. And I was like, oh, this season has been tough for me. I live on a schedule. Like, I need to know what I'm doing, what's happening next, what my day is going to look like. Yes, that means I'm busy, but I don't know how to function without it. So that was kind of stripped away from me. And so maybe you can relate to some of those situations. I mean, overall, those were all good situations. None of us had had a devastating loss or anything like that. But maybe that's not your story. Maybe these last six months have been horribly terrible for you. Maybe someone in your life has lost their job, which has put a lot of strain on your family. That means you're doing without things that you haven't had to do without before. 
That means you might not know where your next meal might come from. That means you haven't had someone look you in the face and say, I love you. You are valued. You are important. I want you to take a second and look at the people that are sitting around you. Just real quick, just glance around. Chances are that if you're not sitting with a member of your immediate family or someone that you're really close with, you truly have absolutely no idea what their last six months have been like. None at all. The same is true for the students that you're about to meet in the hallways. The same is true for the person you're about to sit next to in class. The same is true for the person who's gonna be at your lunch table or maybe three lunch tables over, depending upon the guidelines, different topic. But you really, truly don't know. So tonight, I wanna talk to you about one thing. It's really simple. It's not like earth-shaking, groundbreaking. It's not a new concept. It's really very simple. But so often we forget, myself included, to be kind. Always. Always. All throughout scripture, you'll find verse after verse telling us to be full of kindness and to be compassionate to others. One of those places is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 through 32. And it says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So I really don't like to just say a scripture without like telling you the background, and especially this one, it makes it more impactful. So in this chapter in Ephesians, Paul is explaining how we as Christians are part of a new humanity with Jesus at the head. Before we dig into that and how it applies to my scripture tonight, let's look at the backstory here. Paul is writing this letter to the people of Ephesus while in prison. First of all, I don't know about you, but if I'm in prison, my one phone call is probably not going to be a word of encouragement to a town super far away. So that's impactful in itself, and maybe that's something I need to work on. But anyway, let's dive back into this letter. So the first part of this letter, Paul is really laying out the story of the gospel to, <clears throat> to the Ephesians, and that this gospel should affect every part of how we live our daily lives. He starts off reminding them that all Christians are part of the church. Not this church, not the church down the road, but the church, the body of Christ. And even though we may look different, talk different, have some different views on things outside of who we are in Christ and who Christ is, the bottom line is we are one. We are one body, unified. <clears throat> we are, sorry, we are one body, unified by one spirit, and we all serve one God. We might be different in lots of other ways, <clears throat> but we are unified through these things. This leads up to the verse right before our passage for tonight. Paul then dives into an image of us being new 
new creatures in Christ. And because of that, he goes through and explains that before Christ, we behaved a certain way, and now we must behave a new way. Instead of lying, we must speak the truth. Instead of being filled with anger, we must be at peace. And so on until we get to kindness. Paul reminds us that when our old flesh wants to lash out and be angry or bitter, that we have to take off those things and replace them with kindness and compassion. The same is true now. As Christians, we have to lay aside how our flesh wants to react and respond and instead pause and walk out and react and respond the way that Christ has called us to respond. That means that when we encounter someone with different viewpoints than us, with different opinions than us, our first job is to react and speak with kindness. When we encounter someone who doesn't look like us or dress like us or speak like we speak, our first thing is to pause and respond and react out of kindness. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to put a damper on who we are or what we believe. But it's that before we choose to speak or respond, that we let it go through a filter of kindness that's saturated in God's love for people. Let me be the first person to tell you that this isn't always easy for me. In fact, when they first asked me to speak tonight, I immediately questioned it and said, are you, are you sure? Because those of you who know me might would say that I'm a little bit outspoken and I have opinions and I don't mind to share them with you. But little did I know that this would be the start of the Lord really growing me in this area to make sure that before I share my opinion or my thoughts or my beliefs, before I respond on social media, before I make a comment to someone in passing, that I am making sure it goes through a filter of kindness. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 13 is the next er er passage that we're going to look at tonight, and I know this is the love chapter. And a lot of people want to think that this is only for marriages or only for relationships um, where you're headed toward marriage. But I truly believe that this is intended for all relationships and how we should treat people at all times. So let's look into this. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and if I deliver my body up to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Let that sink in, what those words really mean. 
See, when I picture it, I picture myself with my opinion or my belief that I know is true, and I'm yelling and screaming, but I'm banging on pots and pans. And I don't know about you, but even if someone was speaking biblical truth to me, but it was covered up by banging drums and cymbals and all of this mess, I'm going to cover my ears. If I could explain exactly why all of this stuff is happening in the world right now, and I had complete knowledge and understanding of it, and if I had faith to move mountains, but I didn't love others, the scripture literally says, I am nothing, nothing. So I want to encourage you to treat everyone you love everyone with love and kindness, not just if they agree with you, but especially if they do not. Students, be kind to one another. Be kind when you meet each other in the hall. You don't know what a smile or a hello could mean to the person that you're encountering. And this one is tough, but be kind, especially to those who are not kind to you. Because if you were to look inside of them, the reason why they're treating you the way that they are says a lot more about what they are going through than it does about you. And how you react is impactful in their life, even if it's tough for you to do. teachers and educators, be kind to the parents or guardians of your students. They're being forced and asked to make decisions about their most prized possession that they've never been asked to make before. And I fully understand this. I have a son who will be entering first grade. So the parents are concerned about the education that their child is getting, and they still want them to be educated, and they want them to learn and to be successful, but they also want them safe, and they're being pulled in a million different directions all at one time. So please, when you respond to parents, be kind. And parents, be kind to your child's teacher. I can tell you firsthand that they were not prepared for this, just like you weren't. They're being asked to teach in ways that go against the foundation of education that they, as they know. The way the best practices to educate children are not the best practices to keep them safe. So now they're pulling in a back and forth of how do I best educate my students while also keeping them safe. And I can assure you, they're losing sleep about it. Your teachers lose sleep for your kids, and I can say that with confidence because I've been there. I've lost sleep over kids in my room. So please, parents, when you're responding to teachers, speak out of kindness. And finally, be kind to yourself. These are truly unprecedented times. And I know that that's been said so much, so often, that it becomes kind of calloused, but it's true. Everyone is being forced to make decisions or take a stand or not take a stand, decide what's best or what they should do in a world that we've never navigated before. So be kind to yourself. 
pray about what's going on, make decisions that are sound and are based on biblical truths, and be confident that God has got the rest. So, as a reminder, when you have a choice, and you always have a choice, choose to be kind. Kind.